Good morning, good morning, good morning, queens. Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is the day that the Lord has made, first of all, and we will rejoice, rejoice, and be glad in it. Welcome to the Queen Council Manifest Monday Empowerment and Prayer Call. I am so excited that you are here. You're not here by accident. God divinely orchestrated this moment for you to be here. He gave you that shoulder tap and was like, girl, get on up. Girl, good morning. Girl, I got work for you to do. And so we thank the Lord for that. We thank God because as we always say, we woke up today and he still chose us. Out of everything you've been through, out of everything that you've done, child, out of every mistake that you made. Isn't it amazing to know that God factored in our own foolishness before we ever did it? Like he factored in the foolishness, the fault, the flaw, the failure. He factored all of that in, and he still chose us. That's a beautiful thing to know, that no matter what I'm going through, no matter what I'm facing, no matter what test or trial seems insurmountable and it's too much for me to handle and I don't think I'm worthy or I can't do this, God still says, child, I already picked you. Like, I already chose you. Jeremiah, before I formed you in your mother's belly, I knew you. I ordained you a prophet to the nations. So to know that God already chose you, already ordained you, that he set up this entire moment just to show you how much he loves you and he's there for you speaks volumes, okay? So I'm grateful that you're here. I'm thankful to God for another day, for breath in my body, for life, strength, health, air in my lungs. And I do not take that for granted. So, God, we thank you. We praise you. We give you all of the honor in this moment in Jesus' name. So we are now in the um, was the the... October, which is the 10th month of the year, which is now the fourth quarter, right? We are in the fourth quarter. Now, when you think about a game, let's say preferably, let's say football, I'm not going to act like I know a lot about sports because I don't, okay? I know just enough. (laughs) But I do know there was once a game against Atlanta and some other team a few years ago. And one of the teams was losing, like, terribly, child. I mean, in my mind, it's like, you might as well quit. Because at this point, you're so far behind, like, it doesn't even make sense. Like, you're so far behind, like, you would would say to yourself, like, they might as well just go on and quit because, There's no way that they can make a comeback this easily or this quick before it's too late. And so as the game is transpiring, it's almost over, right? It's almost over. And in your mind, it's like, "Mm, mm, you can just go ahead and hang that up. Like, just hang it up because at this point, it's a waste of time. When I used to play, no, I'm tripping. I never played anything. When I used to cheer, (laughs) 
when I used to cheer while the teams played in high school, I was a cheerleader. And so um, in, the, in, in the cheer, cheering world, no matter what is happening with your team, you don't stop cheering until the game is over. Like, you don't start packing up because that's always a testament of a true fan. A true fan is going to stay until the very end. A true fan is going to stay and ride it out with you. No, no, sorry, I'm lying. What was I thinking? A true supporter is going to stay with you till the last quarter. Mm, I like the sound of that. A true supporter Somebody need to write that down. That's a that was a rhema word for somebody. A true supporter gonna stick with you till the fourth quarter. A fan is gonna stick with you as long as you winning. A fan. Oh, I'm I'm a fan of the team. A fan gonna stick with you till you start losing. Till things start looking bad for you. Until it seems like you might as well just give up. And so it looks like you probably going to lose this, so I'm going to head out or I'm going to switch sides. That's a fan. A lot of us have fans in our life. Oh, I'm such a fan of their work. I'm such a fan of their movement. You're right. Like, they're just a fan because as soon as times get hard, as soon as it seems like you're not being successful, you're not flourishing as much, you're not popping as much, those same people disappear. Or those same people will turn their backs on you. But when you have a supporter, supporter says, baby, when you lose, we all lose. You win, we all win. We in this together no matter what. The supporter says, no, we cheering till the buzzer goes off. We don't care how far behind we are. This is what we sticking beside. This is what we made an oath. This is what we, we made a chant to. We're committed to this till the end. And so it's important that we even look around in our lives while we're going through and evaluate who are the fans and who are the supporters. Who's just my fan that's just here when things are going good or when things are even neutral? They're not good, but they're not bad either. They're just neutral. Who is it that's still a part of my life? Who is it that's still pouring into me? Who is it that I can identify as just a good time and who's a long time? right, a good time, and who's possibly a lifetime, because those are going to be the supporters, not the fans, and we have too many supporters that we get our hopes, our dreams, and our, our aspirations wrapped up in, then when they do or be exactly who they're supposed to be, just a fan, we're hurt, we're broken, we're surprised, are you surprised, are you so? Why is this such a surprise? <laughs> they were never a supporter. They were only a fan. So you have to deal with them accordingly, right? So like I was saying, fourth quarter, losing, give up. The fans are already walking out, you know? The fans are already talking junk. The enemies are already gathering together to devour you. And some of you are in fourth quarters of your life, and you're just like, I'm ready for 2023. 
be honest. Be honest. A lot of people like 2023 going to be my year. 2023, and it, it, it very well can be. Keep claiming that, Queen. I ain't going to never tell you to stop claiming it. But you're so wrapped up in starting over into a new year that you forgot about you still got time this year. You forgot about you still in the fourth quarter. The coach ain't even called it yet. You still got some work to do. You still got lives to change. You still have a chance of everything about your life changing. But because we've entered into the fourth quarter and it's been ghetto the first <laughs> through the third quarter, you've already mentally checked out. So I've come to strengthen the queen who's mentally checked out for the year. I've come to encourage the queen who's already planning 2023 because, truth be told, she's kind of let go of 2022. She's kind of lost hope and expectation that anything can really change for her, so I'm going to just start fresh. Baby, the devil is a liar. The year ain't over. It was Caleb that the Bible says had an excellent spirit who was one of the 12 spies that went to spy out the land of Canaan or spy out the promised land. And because there were giants in the land, most of the, the spies was like, no, nah, we, can't, we can't do this. We can't take the land. It's everything God told us it was. It's everything God promised except we look like grasshoppers in their eyes. Those are giants. We can't do this. We it, no, it's a no for us. We just gonna let I'm we gonna let you know that we ain't even finna cap. Ain't no way in the world we can take them down. But it was Caleb that had an excellent spirit in Joshua and said, We are well able to take the land. Meaning if the same God that promised it to us who told the truth about what he promised, he's the same God that's gonna keep us through it. And I need you to be reminded that the same God who gave you the business, gave you the family, gave you the dream, gave you the vision, put it on the inside of you, the same God is going to sustain you and keep you. I don't care what quarter it is. I don't care if it's fourth quarter, 30 seconds on the clock. If God said it, baby, I ain't going nowhere. I ain't going nowhere. I'm not going anywhere. Because this may be the day God changes everything around. What do I look like quitting today? What do I look like throwing in the towel today? When this may be the very moment that everything in my life changes, that everything that God promised me. The Bible says, be not weary in well-doing. Because in due season, so you, you didn't know that such a season existed. You didn't know that such a season existed because we we only been taught winter spring summer fall but baby my word says in due season so apparently there's winter spring summer fall and due and due and you are entering into the season of due i know we're in fall i know winter is coming i know that but I also know that I have a due season coming. And whether it's on the natural Roman or human calendar or not, maybe it's on God's divine spiritual calendar for my life. That is some things that do me. Respectfully, I ain't going nowhere. I ain't going nowhere. We see in First Samuel chapter 30, we see David. 
David been on the run from Saul, per usual. Saul been trying to kill him. Because it was said that what well, was sang rather a song. Saul has killed his thousands, but David has slain his ten thousands. And it was something about a song. A song, child. A song. It was something about that song that made the king jealous. Because it ascribed David to killing more and having more victories than Saul. Now, now, logically, if you think about it, we're fighting in the same kingdom. We're fighting for the same cause. We're fighting for the same people. So what does it matter who killed most as long as the enemy is dead? Mm. We're fighting for the same victory. We're fighting in the same army. So it doesn't matter who killed more. We all claim the victory. Now that word was for somebody that's doing what God called you to do, but you keep looking over your shoulder and looking behind you at the next person that's succeeding and excelling, and you're getting a little bit jelly. I mean, just a little bit. You're like, all right, Lord, I've been doing this for a minute. I've been doing what you told me to do. Like, why? What's up? Like, I should be there by now. I should be doing this. It doesn't matter who has the most victories. All that matters is that we're getting the victory for the same for the same side. I'm going to leave that alone. I'm going to leave that alone because we're not ready for that. So we have David. He's been on the run. He got a band of uh, misfits himself, basically, a band of rejects that have been going around conquering, you know, still claiming victories. So one particular moment in 1 Samuel 30 and verse 1, it says, David and his men reached Ziglag on the third day. Now the Amalekites had raided the Negev and Ziglag, and they had taken Ziglag and burned it and had taken captive the women and everyone else in it, both young and old. They killed none of them. They killed none of them, but carried them off as, as they went their way. When David and his men reached Ziglag, they found it destroyed by fire. I want to be tried by fire, purified. They killed none of them, but carried them off as they went their way. When they reached Ziglag, they found it destroyed by fire and their wives and sons and daughters taken captive. So David and his men wept aloud until they had no strength left to weep. Baby, have you ever been minding your business, doing what you're supposed to do, doing what you know God told you to do, what he called you to do, been trying to conquer? And next thing you know, it seems like everything is getting destroyed by fire. You feel like you write that Maverick City song, Tried by Fire. It seems like everything around you is getting burned up. And you sitting there like, Lord, what the, you know what? So David and his men wept aloud until they had no strength left. Have you ever found yourself in a season of just weeping? Just weeping. Just crying. 
every time you turn around, you can't even help it. you just crying. Because life been lifing. I'm not saying she beating your tail, but I'm saying sis had them hands. I'm not saying she gave you a beat down, but I'm saying sis got them hands. And it seems like life has been trying to beat you up and knock you down. Things already being destroyed. You feel like you're already in a fiery furnace. You feel like a prisoner to this life. And then on top of that, feels like things are being taken from you unjustly. And you weeping until you have no strength. You've been crying so much. You don't even have tears that actually come out. But you're crying, but it's like, I ain't even got no more tears. I'm dry. Literally, I'm dry. Finances drying up. Life drying up. Relationships seem like they drying up. My hope drying up. I'm just dry. This is where we are with David and his people. They wept aloud till they had no strength left to weep. You ever whooped your child so much until they just had silent tears? You ever got whooped so much so you was trying to cry, but it's like uh, it was a dry cry because you ain't even have no breath in your body left. I know ain't none of y'all. I know all y'all was good kids, and y'all ain't never had to whoop your children. So I, not y'all. I'm talking about people listening to the replay. Not y'all, queens, but I know y'all got it going on, okay? David's two wives had been captured. David was greatly distressed because the men were talking of stoning him. Each one was bitter in his spirit because of his sons and daughters. Have you ever had the same people that's supposed to be fighting with you start trying to fight you? I have. Has people in your own circle supposed to have your back and it looked like they the ones that's, that, that's stabbing you in the back? I have. I have. Just re- this year, I have. The ones that talk the loudest, yes, that's I was a bad child. Oh, Lord, Queen Carol, I can see that. I understand. <laughs> Have you ever had the ones that's supposed to love you be the very ones that lie on you, the very ones that leave you? I have. I got grace so the Lord ain't let me call them out, but they know who they are. <laughs> I have. But here we have David, his own men, was finna kill him how the people that you gave life to now that they mad at you because things ain't going the way they want them to now they trying to kill you and you're the person that gave life to them you're the one that prayed for them been there for them looked after them gave them money looked after their family had they back and now when you going through they taking it personal and they ready to kill david David lost just like you did. David had his family and his children taken too. So now when the rough season is coming, now you find every excuse or reason to turn your back on the people that was there for you. Have you ever been there, queen? I just want to know. They talked of stoning him. Each one was bitter in spirit. Be careful of the people around you. Who act like you're making them better, but on the inside, they bitter in spirit for whatever reason. Those are dangerous people. I would rather have an enemy that I know of than a friend that's an enemy that I don't know of. 
I would rather you openly be my enemy, and we call a bygone a bygone. It is what it is. Than for you to pretend to be a friend, but more deadly than the enemy the whole time. Mm. But David found strength in the Lord his God. But David found strength in the Lord. It didn't say, but David found a new best friend, but David ran to such and such. It says, but David found strength in the Lord. Verse 8, I'm going to skip to, and David inquired of the Lord, shall I pursue this raiding army? Will I overtake them? See, David has given us a blueprint here. We see where everything has went down in David's life. Everything is not working in his favor anymore. People want to stone him. He's cried so many tears. He has no strength left. The enemy has taken what belongs to him. He already being chased by the king. He already ain't seen the promises that God made him that he was going to be king when he was anointed as a child by Samuel. Still ain't seen none of that yet, but you on the run. But it says David did something that we don't often do. David inquired of the Lord. What does that mean? David sought God. When we going through, because we think God is the one doing it to us, we don't seek him for it. In other words, David prayed. When trouble hits us, we go find somebody to call first. We go get on Facebook first and tell Facebook. We first gather the, the sympathy and the pats on the back and the pity of those around us but when did you inquire of the Lord? When did you go talk to God first? Well, baby, one thing I'm going to do is I'm going to talk to God before you ever know anything. By the time you find out, it's going to be almost too late. I'm going to be about done with it. <laughs> then I'll be released to share it. I'll be, I'll be about finished. But I wouldn't dare come to these people first. These humans? What? These, these thickly people? Finicky people that can... Flip on you in and out, and your whole all your business be all over the streets. I think not. And then you mad because people done told, but you all, but okay, uh-uh. We ain't talking about that today. David inquired of the Lord. Step one: When you're in a rough season, and it seems like there's no way out, it seems like all you do is find yourself in tears or sadness or trying to figure out why me, Lord, or what is going on. Step one is inquire of the Lord. He cried, but he inquired. He cried like the people, but he inquired. Inquired of them, and he asked them. He asked a question. He was inquisitive. Yeah, I got questions. But my question is, he didn't ask, Lord, why is this happening to me? Lord, why did you forsake me? Lord, why you turned your back on me? Why these people turn their back on me? He's thinking problem solver. Okay, I cried. Cool. All right, Lord. Am I going to pull up or no? That's the DI version, the, D, the DIV version. That's, that's DIV, Destiny Inspired version, okay? You ain't going to find this in your local Bible bookstore, so don't even trip, sis. Just listen close. The original one is in 1 Samuel 30, but we're going to sprinkle this with the DI version for continuity, right, for understanding. Shall I pursue this raiding army? Shall I pull up on them, Lord? 
shall I pull up on my enemies? And if I do, am I going to win? You ever got into a fight that you probably shouldn't have got in and you got beat up? I haven't. I'm just asking. I ain't never I ain't I ain't never actually fought in real life. Not I've never had to, thankfully, in real life. So I don't know what that's like, but I've seen it happen. I've seen it happen. So David like, I ain't finna, you know, get all up in my feelings and then get my top knocked off, Lord. So respectfully, am I gonna pull up on my enemies and am I gonna win? Because they ain't going to have me out here looking no crazier than I already look. The Lord answered and said, pursue. Pull up on them. Pursue them, he answered. You will certainly overtake them and proceed and succeed in the rescue. The King James Version says, ye shall pursue, and without fail you shall recover all. The King James says, you're going to recover all. The NIV version says, and succeed in the rescue. The DIV version says, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Pursue them, he answered. You will certainly overtake them and succeed in the rescue. You will recover all. You will recover all. Somebody needs to prophesy that over your own life. Stop waiting for the next prophetic line to get in. Prophesy over yourself, I will pursue and I will recover all. I will pursue and I will recover all. Pursue them. You will certainly overtake them and succeed in the rescue. I will succeed in this next rescue. So David took his 600 men there. They went there. They pulled up on them. And it says, verse 18, skipping down. David recovered everything the Amalekites had taken, including his two wives. Nothing was missing. Nothing was missing, young or old, boy or girl, plunder or anything else that had been taken. David brought back everything. He took all the flocks and herds, and his men drove them ahead of the other livestock saying, this is David's plunder. This is David's, meaning this David's stuff, this my king's stuff. They took back everything. The word of the Lord for you, it might not be for you, but I hear it for you. Yes, you, is that you will recover all. You will recover all. Not just because you're just going to up and recover all, but because you're going to, one, inquire of the Lord. You're going to seek God. You're going to turn your face back to God because this time around, when you pursue, you pursue according to the plan of God, meaning he's giving you divine strategy. He showed David how to pursue and recover all. He showed David what to do. Now, this is the part that really stuck out to me that most people ignore. 
if you scroll back up to First Samuel 30 and verse 2, it talks about how the enemy attacked Ziglag, burned it. So I've been burned by people around me. I've been attacked by the enemy. Everything in my life, it says both young and old was taken. But it also says they killed none of them, but carried them off as they went on their way. The enemy was better off killing me than taking me captive and letting me live. You was better off killing me than to let me live. And if you could not kill me when I did not know God, if you could not kill me when I was not living right, if you could not kill me when I didn't know my purpose, if you could not kill me when I didn't know my value, if you could not kill me when I didn't know that God loved me, if you could not kill me when I didn't know God had a plan for me, what in God's green earth makes you think that you're going to take me out now? You was better off taking me out a long time ago than touching my stuff now. Because the fact that you let me live, baby, I'm coming back with a vengeance. You should have took me out when I had COVID in 2021 trapped in Mexico. You should have took me out when I had an appendicitis and was facing the surgery. You should have took me out when I was dealing with severe depression. You should have took me out when I lost everything. But because you didn't kill me and you let me live, baby, I'm coming back with a vengeance and I'm recovering everything. I'm recovering everything. I'm an enemy that you should have killed. You was better off killing me than capturing me. I was captured, but I wasn't killed. And you was better off killing me than to let me live, than to let me be reminded of who God called me to be, than to let me be reminded that these light afflictions are but for a moment, but they're working in me a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. You should have killed me than to let me remember that. And this we know, that all things work together for the good to them that love the Lord and those who are the called according to his purpose. You should have killed me before I remember that he was beaten for my transgressions. He was bruised for my iniquities, and the chastisement of my peace was upon him, and with his stripes I am healed. You should have went ahead and killed me. But the fact that you didn't, the fact that you was playing games and you thought that you was going to keep me as a prisoner, keep me captive, that was your loss. Because now I'm coming back and I'm killing up everything that don't belong here. I'm taking back everything that you took from me. I'm taking it all back. You can't have none of it. The Bible says when you catch a thief, he got to restore seven times. So I want that back and some more stuff. People say, well, whatever you took, you can have it. No, baby, give me that back because it don't belong to you. I don't even care if I don't want it. You can't have it. Ain't no, well, he can keep it. No, you can't keep nothing. Give me my stuff back. Because the latter will be greater than the former. So what you think you took ain't nothing compared to what God is about to bless me with. But the fact is it still belongs to me. Give it back. Give me my joy back and some new joy. Give me my hope back and some new hope back. Give it all back. Because you was better off killing me than just capturing me. Because you better believe that even if you capture me, baby, I'm going to get free. You may have captured my mind, but baby, let this mind be in you that was also in Christ Jesus who thought it not robbery to be equal with God. Give it back. I may have been captured this year, but I wasn't killed. And that is somebody's testimony 
The enemy captured you. He captured your mind, your finances, your family, your hopes, your dreams. He captured you, but baby, he did not kill you. You shall pursue, and without fail, you shall recover all. In other words, David was like, D.I.V. version, shall I proceed? Yes, indeed, because you're going to recover everything that was lost, everything that the enemy took. I'm taking it back. And I feel like it's some queens on this call that's tired of playing it safe, that's tired of letting the enemy run in and out of your life this year until you get to the fourth quarter and you're ready to quit. Baby, victories are still won in the fourth quarter. Don't make me run, Queen Kendra, in this room. I see you, sis, because I was tired when I got on this call. But, baby, I feel like running. Because you thought that I was a loser and you thought in the fourth quarter you was going to make me quit and just jump to the next game. No, baby, because victories are still won in the fourth quarter. Champions are made in the fourth quarter. See, a winner is just used to winning the easy way. But a champion, a champion knows how to win through adversity. And I'm just trying to figure out where the queens that are champions, not just winners, but champions, meaning we don't just win victories, we win championships. We don't just win battles, baby, we win wars. We champions. We know how to go to war for what belongs to us. David knew how to go to war. He inquired of the Lord. Shall I pursue, and will I get this victory? God said, pursue, baby, because without fail, you shall recover all. And I need somebody to pick themselves back up, dust yourself off, and know, baby, my year ain't over with. I'm only in the fourth quarter. Fourth quarter victories are still won. Fourth quarter victories are still won by champions. I'm not just a winner. Baby, I'm a champion. Meaning I don't care if we down to the to the last buzzer. I'm not quitting. It's still some stuff God promised me in the year of our Lord, 2022. I'm not skipping to 23. I got some victories in 22. I got some victories that are still due me. It's still some, some spoils of war, some plunders, as the NIV version call it. The plunders belong to David. Baby, some plunders belong to me. Oh, yeah. They belong to me. I'm not quitting. I'm not backing down. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not losing. I I refuse to lose. Somebody need to say I refuse to lose, because even if it looks like I'm losing, I'm still winning. I'm still winning, because I'm learning. And as long as I'm learning, I'm winning. You can't. You can't take that from me. Every time I, I find I find a lesson, I'm winning. So for your manifest Monday prayer call, we're going to manifest everything that God still promised us in this year. We're going to manifest everything that God told us. Because it will be unto you even as it was spoken unto you. But you have to believe it. If you do not believe it, it cannot happen. Because the Bible says, be it according to your faith. Be it according to your 
faith. If you don't have the faith to believe it, you cannot have it. You have to have the faith to believe it still belongs to you. You have to have the faith to believe God has not left me. It looked like God had forsaken David. How are you going to let the enemy come in my camp and take everything from me? David could have complained. David could have murmured. David could have cursed God. David could have quit. But he cried, but he didn't quit. Queens don't crumble. We may cry. Baby, if you me, I might cuss. But what I'm not going to do, I'm not quitting. And I'm not crumbling. I'm not. I'm going to always make a comeback. Then I'm going to come back and tell you how I made the comeback. But you better believe death ain't quitting. You may see me cry. You may see me th uh, uh, threaten to, to lay low and quit, but I ain't quitting. It ain't in me because I'm a champion, and champions can't quit. I don't care if we're in the fourth quarter, champions can't quit because we're not just winners. Baby, we're champions. We're not just winners. We're champions. We know how to win in adversity. We know how to win when everything seems to be going wrong, when all hell is breaking loose. We know how to make a comeback. And, baby, this is a fourth quarter comeback. 2022 ain't over for you. That need to be your new model. 2022 ain't over for you. What has God been dealing with you with? What does God keep impressing upon your heart that he won't let go, that you just can't shake? Inquire of the Lord. Inquire of the Lord. Inquire of the Lord. Meaning, girl, pray. Get on your knees. We ain't asking for nothing. We're thanking him for everything. Only we're asking for is, God, give me direction. Show me what you would have me to do in this fourth quarter. Show me who I'm supposed to connect with. Show me who I need to, to release from my life. Show me what you need me to, to fix about my life. Because champions still win fourth quarter victories. Let's, let's first national inspiration, let's look at some top fourth quarter victories in NFL history, Okay. Tampa Bay Buccaneers, St. Louis Cardinals, November 8, 1987. The score was 28 to 10, but 18 points, especially with time creeping off the clock, was still so much to overcome. And from the fourth yard line, the Cardinals put 28 unanswered points on the board in the fourth quarter for a 31 to 28 victory. How you go from 28 to 17 and the fourth quarter, 31 to 28, and end up winning the game? Two Minnesota Vikings at Philadelphia Eagles, December 1st, 1985. It was 23 to 7 game. But Carter snagged a touchdown pass of 36 and 42 yards and came through with extra points to make it a 28-23 to 23 final victory in favor of Minnesota. Baby, I keep going. Miami Dolphins at New York Jets, October 23, 2000. A 30-7 lead behind some impressive plays, but before the game was over, it was 37-37 to 37, and then 37-40. to 40. Philadelphia Eagles at New York Giants, December 19, 20, 2010. Listen, we go on and on. What's your stats? What's your stats? What do you think you down by? Let's talk about the Falcons losing to the Patriots. Baby, that's iconic. I was making my way there. I was making my way there. <laughs> I remember that. What fourth quarter comeback are you about to make? Queen Kara going to always come with it.
And it says, I want to read this part of the article, comparing sports book odds versus real odds. It says, you can always guarantee that the odds presented in a sports book will be titled and in favor of the house. And a business, after all, the sports book is, is in the industry so it can make money. So meaning when you know what the odds are, if the odds are really lopsided, it's because the odds makers don't expect the team to be able to put in enough to make a comeback and earn a win. They don't believe that they're able to come back and make a win. But keep in mind that while the likelihood of you winning a bet on a fourth quarter comeback victory is very slim, the possibility always exists out there. The possibilities always exist out there. Baby, what are the possibilities in your life? I went an entire year, and it looked like there was no comeback in sight. But, baby, I lost a lot of things, but I never lost my hope. I never lost my hope because I know the Bible says that the ending of a thing shall be greater than the beginning. Jeremiah 30 and 18 says, this is what the Lord says. I will restore the fortunes of Jacob's tents and have compassion on his dwellings. The city will be rebuilt on her ruins and the palace will stand in its proper place. Maybe God is going to rebuild everything that was torn down in your life. When you trust him and you inquire of him. When you trust him and you inquire of him. What is a turn of fortune? And count accountable or uncountable, a change in something so that it becomes the opposite of what it was, a reversal of. Psalms 126, the Lord has done great things for us and we are filled with joy. Restore our fortunes, O Lord, like streams in the Negev. Those who sow in tears will reap with songs of joy. He who goes out weeping, carrying his seed to sow, will return with songs of joy, carrying sheaves with him. Do you believe that God can restore everything in your life that was lost? Because he never meant it to hurt you. The song says, the devil meant it for bad, but I'm so glad that God meant it for my good. God is meaning it for your good. Stop looking like the devil is so busy and he doing this and doing that. He can only do what God allows him to do. So even so, the enemy, the enemy may be on a full out attack, but he can only come so far. Psalms 126 says, when the Lord restored the fortunes of Zion, we were like those who dreamed. Baby, if I am dreaming, you bet not wake me up. <laughs> our mouths were filled with laughter, our tongues with songs of joy. Then it was said among the nations, the Lord has done great things for them. The Lord has done great things for us, and we are filled with joy. 
Restore our fortunes, Lord. God has not forgotten you. God is still fighting for you. Queens make fourth quarter comebacks. Queens make fourth quarter comebacks. I need you to say that till you get it in your spirit. Queens make fourth quarter comebacks. Queens make fourth quarter comebacks. That needs to be somebody's mantra. That needs to be somebody's declaration. That needs to be somebody's word. That needs to be somebody's hope that queens make fourth quarter comebacks. And baby, I'm a queen. I am a queen. Also, a queen's true power is not in her ability to rule. It is in her agility to rise. It is in her agility to rise. And baby, we going to always rise. Holy Spirit, God, we thank you for this sacred, safe space of sisterhood. God, we thank you right now, God, that you are working everything out, that the battle is already won, the victory is already won, that the enemy is already defeated. We just have to believe it. Bars! The enemy is already defeated. We just have to believe it. You have to believe that God is going to come through and do what he said he's going to do in your life. You have to believe that it's not over, that though the vision tarry, wait for it. It shall come. It will not tarry. God is yet fighting for you. God is yet looking after you. Baby, we said it on another call. You're going from faith to faith to glory to glory. Baby, you're qualifying for the next level. He's not trying to destroy you. You are qualifying for the next level of life. Baby, this is next level living. You sold for this. You suffered for this. Don't give up now. Don't quit now. Champions are made in the fourth quarter, not winners. Winners just win. Champions overcome. Champions conquer. And, baby, you're not just a winner. You are a champion. So you have to pursue and you have to recover all. There's too much riding on this. There's too much, too much at risk for you to quit, for you to lay in Sorrow Valley, for you to, to mourn and grieve everything that you lost but not get up and go get it. I'm not saying don't grieve it. Grieve it, but then get up and go get it. It says David cried until there was no more strength in his body. But when he got done crying, he inquired, shall I pursue? Shall I pull up on them? And God said, pursue because without fail, you shall recover all. There is a reversal of fortunes taking place in your life. Restore, recover, reverse. Restore, recover, reverse. God is going to restore you. You're going to recover all, and everything the enemy meant for evil is about to be reversed in your life. Only if you believe it. Now, if you don't believe it, I cannot help you. 
I cannot, I cannot do it for you. You got to believe. So, God, we believe it even as it was spoken unto us. It will be what we see. If you see it as evil, it's going to be evil. But the Bible says to the pure, all things are pure. Only the pure in heart shall see God. When you keep your heart pure, you can see God even in the worst of circumstances. When you keep your heart pure, you can see God even in the worst of circumstances. So, God, we want to see you. We want to see you. We want to see you. So we will keep a pure hands and a clean heart. We will keep clean hands and a pure heart because, God, we want to see you. Fourth quarter victories. Queens still conquer in the fourth quarter. Declare that I am not only a conqueror, but I am more than a conqueror. I will not quit and I will not crumble, but I will make a fourth quarter comeback. God, I apply the blood of Jesus over every queen. I apply the blood of Jesus over her family, over her children, over her mind, over her body, over her finances. I send the word, God. I release this word that there will be a fourth quarter comeback. It may be in their health. It may be in their mind. It may be in their hope. It may be in their family. It may be in their finances. Hell, it may be in their dreams. Their dreams and make a comeback. Whether they see the manifestation this year or not, they will get their hope back this year to conquer like the queens that they are. So, God, we thank you, God. We thank you for this word. Help us to hide in our heart that we might not sin against you. Let the words of our mouth and the meditation of our heart be acceptable in your sight help us to walk with our head up our chest out and our crowns on knowing that we're not fighting alone that it doesn't matter what we lost what we think we lost this year in the years past since the pandemic what we think that we lost will never be the best we'll ever have because truth be told it wasn't a loss it was just a lesson what we think that we lost will never be the best we'll ever have. And we want that back and some. So, God, we thank you. We don't charge you foolishly. The Lord giveth and the Lord taketh away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. All of the days of my appointed time, I shall wait until my change come. Though the vision tarry, wait for, because it shall come. It will not tarry. And if that ain't helping you, my grandmama said, he may not come when you want him. But he is always on time. So, God, we thank you for being an on-time God. We thank you that we're living in a kairos moment, a divine timing, your divine timing. So, God, we thank you. God, we love you. God, we adore you. And we forever give your name the glory, honor, and praise. We decree and declare our affirmations. I am healthy, I am whole, and I am healed. Favor follows me and finances flow freely to me, child. I walk in peace, I walk in prosperity, and I walk in purpose. I am a queen, and I will make a fourth quarter comeback. It is in your matchless son, Jesus Christ's name we pray. 
And the queens of God said, Amen, Amen, and Amen. Queen girl, I love you. I'm praying for you. I'm covering you. I am covering you. These light afflictions, which are but for a moment, they're working in you a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. You will conquer. You will recover. And you will make a fourth quarter comeback. This is Destiny Inspire and the Queen Council. I thank you for joining us. Baby, we will be right back here for Girl Chat Wednesday and for Faith Friday, Lord's Willing, at 6 o'clock a.m. And truth be told, the battle is already fought and the victory is already won. You just got to believe it. You just got to get up and go after it. Lift up your head, O ye gates. Be ye lifted up, you everlasting doors, and the King of glory shall come in. Who is this King of glory? The Lord strong and mighty. Baby, who is the King of glory? The Lord God mighty in battle, and he is fighting for you. I love you. I am praying for you. I am covering you. You will recover all. You will recover all. Get this word in your spirit, queen. You will recover all. I'm telling you not what I read. We read about it, but I live it. I'm living it every day. You will recover all. You will not crumble. Queens never crumble. We conquer. And if you ain't got the book, go get your book. If you did get the book, sis, take a picture and tag me in and holla at your girl. Let me know it has arrived. I love you. I'm praying for you to play black, play, play black, blah, blah. The thing will be posted <laughs> on the Queen Council Facebook page in the captions and in the comment section. Share this word with somebody. Let your timeline be somebody's lifeline. Set your alarm weekly for these calls so you don't forget. Set it weekly like you would a job, like you would for a man for a paycheck that's here today and gone tomorrow. Set it for your spiritual stability that's going to carry you through this life. Not just a week, not just a two-week paycheck, but your life. Set your alarms. Invite other queens on. Download the playbacks. Get it in your spirit. We are building an army of queens that are ready to conquer. When the world gets dark, they will be looking for a light. Will you be ready to shine your light, or will you be crumbling with the rest of the world in chaos? Can't be, because queens don't crumble. Okay? I love you. I'm praying for you. Pray my strength as I pray for you. Get your book, Queens Never Crumble. Let me know what chapters are your favorite. Let me know what's resonating with you. Post about it. Tag me. Go leave a review on Amazon. If you only read the first chapter, go leave a review about the first chapter, right? Help me, help me continue this mission. Help me continue doing what I do. Help me continue to keep going strong. Help me to continue to lift up the hands of other queens as you help lift mine up to get the word out, to get the message out to continue to stay consistent, diligent. I've been doing this going on, it's been four years. Next year will be five years that I've been doing this mission consistently in sickness and in health, for better, for worse, for richer, for poorer, because I'm in love with what God has called me to do. I'm in love with the queens of God. Not perfect, but purpose. I love you. Stay strong because your strength it's made perfect in his weakness, okay? I love you. I'm praying for you. Grab a hold to these scriptures. Fight with them. War, good warfare. I love you. I can't say that enough, girl. I love you.
Walk in your power and command your room. Death Inspire and the, I love you too, Queen Carol and the Queen Council, baby. We signing out.